It's time to get inspired. It's time to have some fun. It's time to take your relationship to the next level and create the marriage you always believed was possible. Come on, join us as we learn from real couples that have overcome real problems with real solutions. Welcome to the Unstoppable Duo Show with your hosts, Rebecca and Tim Lindsay. We are so excited to have Cindy and Mac Lake in the house. They are absolutely awesome couple. If there's ever an unstoppable duo that you wanted to meet, it's these two. It's these two. They are awesome. Uh, they're unstoppable grandparents, parents, and uh, uh, Mac is a big discipler, as is Cindy as well. They've had um, countless conversations with couples all around the country, um, just helping them uh, grow their relationship, grow their marriage. So I'm excited to dig in with Rebecca here and uh, find out more about Mac and Cindy. How about yourself, Rebecca? I'm very excited. If like if you're not living close by to them, it's just even following them on Instagram or social media, you will get so much inspiration, so much encouragement and so much affirmation for who God made you to be and what, how else you can even be a better people developer like they are as well. So welcome, welcome, Cindy and Mac. Is there anything else you want to add on? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, who are you? Yeah, yeah. So Cindy and I have been married uh, 36 years now. What? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, I've had her longer than her daddy had her. He <laughs> 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 almost twice as long now. Yeah. <laughs> we have three kids. Uh, Brandon's 32, uh, 30, 30. I don't know how old he is. He's 31, I think. And then Jordan's 27. Brianna's 25. So those are our three kids. And then I'll let Cindy tell you about uh, the next special part. Yeah. So we have five grandchildren. Uh, Brandon and Brittany have two boys and a third boy in the oven. His name is Banner. Wow. Lays and bow and Banner. (laughs) And then, um, we have, um, our middle son's not married. Then we have Brianna who has a little girl, Riley and Brooks. So we are so blessed because Brandon literally lives a block behind us and our daughter lives on the other side of town, but, but not too far. Wow. Well, if you follow them on Instagram, you it seems like she lives right next to you guys as well. You have all these. For a while. <laughs> she lived in our apartment. Building <laughs> <laughs> a house in Somerville. So we got them for about nine months. Yeah. yeah. And it oh, was, okay. we cherished every day. So it's so awesome. Yeah. So yeah. how did the both of you meet? And maybe what did you, what attracted the spouse, the other one to you? Yeah, I was living in West Virginia and uh, just uh, in my mid twenties and looking for a change. I'd always heard about Charleston, South Carolina, how great it was. So I up and moved here on a whim, and um, I uh, I was looking for a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Girlfriend. When once I got here, got settled. I was looking for a girlfriend, and uh, I was I was uh, working for this guy, and I said, "Man, Wayne, I'm looking for a girlfriend. I'm new in town." And he pulled out a yearbook and he showed me Cindy's picture. Oh my goodness! Really. Yeah. And he said, but, but she's, uh, she's out of town. She's going to college right now. And so, uh, 
I started dating our pastor's daughter, the church I was going to. I started dating her. Well, mean, and meanwhile, <laughs> God was working on her end as well because yeah, her mama. Yeah, so one day my mom called me at, um, well, back then we only got to talk one time a week because you, you had to have one, there was one phone on the hall. And um, so I would talk to mom on a Sunday and she said, I saw a young man on the baseball field. It was homecoming. And Mac was in the baseball field and she said, I looked at him and I said, I want him for my Cindy. And so she was telling me about him. She'd never even met him. And so already people were putting seeds out. In the meantime, uh, a couple of months later, I started working for her dad in real estate here in Charleston. And uh, she was still off at college. And several months later, she came back from college just on a, a short break for a weekend. And she walked into young adult group that night. And the moment she walked in the door, that was it. I was wow. like, I got to break up with the pastor's daughter. <laughs> and I did. And I up with her. And everybody in the church hated me at that point. They were ready to run me out of the church. And her daddy said, you need to befriend this boy. He's lost every friend he's got. So <laughs> <laughs> and then we were married three months later. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was fast. So well, cool. Now, so um, how did you uh, become Christians? How did you make a decision to follow Christ? When did that happen? For me, I was probably around 11 years old. Camp. I was raised in the church. So I had a good foundation. And my mom was is an incredible christian woman and so um yeah 11 years old i remember walking down the path um at this camp and just looking up at the sky and said lord if you're real i want everything about you and surrendered my heart and that was the beginning of my personal journey wow and like Cindy, I, I was nine. Uh, Christian parents both served the church, were phenomenal models for me of the Christian life and marriage. And so we both had that similar background. And so uh, I surrendered my life to Christ when I was nine. And just by God's grace, uh, very ca uh, calling on my life very early to ministry. And so uh, yeah. God just nurtured that from an early age. That yeah. was one of the cool things when, um, when my dad said, you need to befriend Mac. Um, so I said, you know what? I was going through EE, evangelism. Explosive. Yeah. yeah. And you had to have a prayer partner. So every time I'd pray about who to ask to be my prayer partner, Mac's name came to my mind. So I called and asked him. And so we started our relationship out on a spiritual journey together. Just yeah. we would walk in my neighborhood and just pray together. And we were literally together every day for a month as friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and man, we just fell deeply in love. And after a month, he finally said something. I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I think I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> What a great way to start a relationship. I love this because I feel like I don't know how much of it is prevalent or present today in today's uh, dating culture, um, dating around prayer, dating around um, being together in a youth group, dating around a mission outreach, dating around, you know, some kind of 
um, other vision than just your relationship. This we had the exact same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we actually we were planted a church together, and uh, uh, we had a pioneer guy call us onto his church planting team. Um, we planted ICF together, and that's how we got to know each other. That's how we um, built our relationship. Our relationship wasn't built like um, sort of what do you want, what do you need, and and that kind of thing. Is like what does the church need? How can we serve? How can we be a part of this flow? It was so exciting. It wasn't that we were like super spiritual or anything like that, but it was like this is awesome. We are you know following Christ. We um, are experiencing passion. We're experiencing as if God, you know, this is God's calling on our lives. And it really sealed the deal for us, not just in our relationship, but for our whole future. We always go back to that first, you know, call on our lives where we really feel, hey, God's calling us to be missionaries. God's calling us to be to build this church. God's calling us to to reach people. And uh, that sounds similar in your case. Was that passion? Was that calling there from the beginning? You know, I think it nurtured it. Uh, the, you know, I, I had a calling on my life to ministry at that point. Uh, she had had a calling early in her uh, teenage years to felt some sort of call to mission. And so we both had that individual calling where God was working in our lives. And then uh, when we came together, you know, it, it, it took a season, I think, for us to learn what that calling looked mm-hmm. like in each other's lives and then eventually that calling melded together over so time. Yeah. How would you describe the two different callings? Yeah, I, I think hers was at our, both of them were at our early age. And so at that early age, you just, God's asking for your yes without knowing the destination. Yeah. Just like he did with Abraham. You know, at an early age, when Brandon was very young, you know, when, it, when he really started getting into the worship and all that around 18 years old, I said, Brandon, from 18 to 28, say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Say yes to everything, because you don't know. You don't know what your strengths are. You don't know what your gifts are. You don't know what your passions are. You got to say yes to a lot in order to to whittle away and begin to discover what it is, what the, the true picture of that calling that God's given you in your life. And so I think for both of us, in that season, there was that early whittling away. We were doing a lot of things. And the more we did it together, the more we discovered together why God put us together. I think that's so important for couples to recognize. Why did God bring you together? What is it about your unique callings, your personalities, your gifts, your strengths? That Why did he bring you together? It's not just for fulfillment. It's for fruit, not just self-fulfillment. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of couples struggle is they're, they're, they've been married 10, 15, 20 years, and they're still looking to marriage as the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I, I don't get married for the full, for my fulfillment. I get married for the, the completion. God brings you together to complete who you are. Yeah. And so you can be one and serve him as, as one flesh. Um, but if it's just about my fulfillment, then I'm, I'm living out of selfishness rather yeah. than selflessness. Yeah, that is awesome. How would you describe that common vision that you have now, that calling? You want to yeah. go, you want to go for that, Cindy, or you want to go for that, Mac, whatever? I think our calling, the, the, the biggest um, thing on our life is to, in, in, through our family, and yeah. 
um, you can articulate it so much better than I can. But our calling to that our family, well, our relationship with God mm -hmm. was absolute first foremost, and um, that he would be the source of, of everything for us, that I couldn't look to Mac to fill all my needs, that God, our personal relationship, and we were both committed to that and to grow in that. So our relationship with the Lord, we both were extremely committed to that. Then I think through our family, mm. yeah. um, having children, I knew my earliest memory was when I was three years old, I was pushing a baby cart down the street on the sidewalk. And that literally to this day was the very first remembrance, member, memory that I can have, um, that I have. And it was about being a mama. I wanted to get married and have children. And as I grew in my relationship with the Lord, I had even more confidence that I wanted to raise godly children, children that love the God and literally yeah. would change our world. And yeah. I believe that from very early on, we were going to raise world changers. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was now, so that we had in common, our calling was the same, but there was a difference in. I think it expresses itself so differently than you anticipate because, you know, over the years, it's fascinating how, you know, uh, you know, the big calling of my life, you know, is boiled down to two words is multiplying multipliers. You know, that is the core central calling of, of my life. And, you know, if I had to, boil hers down to a couple words, it's parenting world changers, you know, and, and so, you know, we, we have our individual, she's been called to stay home, be a mama, be a grandmama. I've been called to travel the country and internationally and, and work with churches and, and disciple leaders. But, but then there's this, uh, this collaboration in our, in our relationship where, uh, God does things through our relationship we never anticipated. You know, people come to us sometimes and say, you know, we watched you and we saw this. And we're going, what? Yeah. what? You know, and, <laughs> and God used you in ways that, that we don't anticipate, which we should not be surprised at because, you know, he brings us together to be a reflection of his, you know, a reflection of his relationship with the church, Christ's relationship with the church. And so uh, when you look at Christ's relationship with the church and you hold it up like a diamond and you twist it, you see so many dimensions of his grace and his activity. And so uh, I think God can take a marriage and he can hold it up to the light like a diamond and tw twist it and turn it. And people will see different dimensions yeah. uh, of a reflection of Christ through your marriage that you never anticipated simply yeah. because you're walking in obedience and you're walking in surrender to what God wants to do in your life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And, um, you know, I've, I'm, I know we've struggled and I know other couples who have struggled um, with that diverse calling and you're trying to work it out with each other. Uh, in, the, in our case, it's very similar. You know, Rebecca, more called call to be at home, but has a huge also um, grace to coach other women. And myself is more sort of like outside of the home. <laughs> And there's always a bit of friction there. Rebecca says every now and again, she says, you're so kind and loving to everybody else. <laughs> but when you come home to your own, you're not so, you're not so patient. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, we've all, we, you know, we've had to continually walk through that together. How has that, how's, how have you been able to tackle that? You know, it, it's, it's what I tell church planters all the time. You have to value your, your wife's calling, not use it. Yeah. And I've watched so many church planters who they're called to plant a church and then they look at their wife and they say, you have to be the children's director. Oh, I know it's not your calling, but you have to be. And so, so they use their wife's calling. I, 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 to the point where I go, you're abusing your wife's calling. Yeah. And, and so my job is to understand what God's calling is on her life and champion that. And then she understands God's calling in my life. She champions that. I mean, I, I'm on the road a lot. I come home and I know, man, I can come here and I'm going to be, I, I can rest in her arms and be refueled because she champions my calling. She support. I don't want to be away for two or three days. You know, I, I take her with me as much as I can. You know, any day I'm not with her is a, is a loss for me. That's a sacrifice. You know, I, I don't like it, but it's God's called me to travel and do, do some of those things. But when I come home, I come home to a place where I know she enthusiastically welcomes me home, proud of what I'm doing, excited for me. And then just, you know. But that wasn't, that was something that it didn't come easy at first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he would be gone. And even our children, my children were independent. Um, I think Bree and Jordan were still home, but they were in high school, get ready to uh, graduate. And he would be gone for days. And so I had to put on the hat of both mom and daddy and he would come home and it literally would take two days mm-hmm. where um, I was able to give his daddy hat back to back to him. Yes. And um, it just, we had to learn we, after a couple of times, we're like, man, we're having conflict yeah. here. Yeah. Cause I still want to be in control. I still want to be, you know, leading. Yeah. And, um, so we did have to work through that. Yeah, we had to learn. But yeah. I, so what were some, some besides probably this, but other ones, what were some challenges with in, in your marriage? Looking back at you said, yes, we struggled. And those are maybe some things we did to overcome them that could be helpful for other married couples here as well. You know, I, I think of two seasons that were tough. Um, one was uh, Cindy had six miscarriages, and that was that was a tough season. Uh, you know, and, and we we both it was tough for both of us in different ways, different emotions for 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 both of us. And then the second season I would say was challenging was some of the teenage years, not all the teenage years, but some of those teenage years when. When, uh, when our kids were making decisions we didn't agree with, you know, that were going against our values, that, that was tough. That was a tough season. But uh, Cindy and I are wired very much the same way with our temperament, temperament, which has been a huge blessing. And so what we discovered in those times, those times are either going to draw you together or they're going to drive you apart. And uh, I think because of the nature of our temperaments, it drew us together. And, uh, you know, like when the when the kids were, you know, struggling as teenagers and making some bad decisions, you know, at first it's like, whoa, okay, turbulence on the plane. What's going on here? This is not. And and you just you're focused on what do I do? What do I do? And she's focused. What do I do? What do I do? 
but but and you you try some things, but all of a sudden you sort of look at each other and go, how are we going to handle this? Not how am I going to handle yeah. this? How are you going? To, how are we going to handle this? And quickly begin to communicate and strategize together to say, let's get on the same page. Because if they if they see us divided, they're they're yeah. going they're going to create a bigger wedge, you know. Yeah. And the yeah. same is true. If Satan sees you divided, he's going to get a, a, a foothold in that and drive the wedge further. So, I, you know, man, when when you go through whatever the challenge is, parenting, finances, uh, personal crisis, you know, make sure that it draws you together rather than uh, drive you apart. Yeah. It was funny because that season of where our kids were just trying to grow up, really, they were just trying to become independent. And um, sometimes you need outside help. And so we both discussed, okay, we need, we need to go to counseling. We yeah. need help because we don't know what to do. Hmm. Um, Brandon, for somehow, by God's grace, we didn't deal with it with Brandon. A little bit, not much. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> Conversation Mac had with Brandon and that he, it, it, it was, he was good. But um, what we found out, so anyway, we went to a counselor and the counselor, when we sat down, Max said, I've never sat in this seat. I'm always the yeah. one doing the counseling. He said, so I'm just telling you up front, this is very uncomfortable for me. He ended and up kicking me out of the room. Yeah. He said, y'all, you and Cindy, y'all need to leave. Because <laughs> I kept wanting to do his job for you. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing. He was so wise. So we left and, and he talked to our children, our other two children. And then he took, sent them out, bring, put us back in there, sat us down. And he said, your kids are awesome. They're on the right track. It's you two. <laughs> and so he just opened our eyes and no one had taught us how to parent your children different through the different stages. And so we were trying to teach our children um, we were, we were treating them like junior high middle schoolers and they were on the verge of becoming full blown adults. And so anyway, no, it was that is so good. very humbling for us. It was the best mm. thing. And so thankful that we went to counseling because we had to change some things yeah. with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, but, but to answer your question, really, it was, we just decided we can't go against each other. We've got to work on this together because we're a bit more powerful together. And um, even through the miscarriages, um, even though, like Max said, we were dealing with it differently, with different emotions, mm -hmm. but we still, we dealt with it together. Mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. and yeah, through a season of grieving and whatever it was. Yeah. Isn't it also... I mean, it seemed like we lost five children too. Um, the whole, the the whole challenge with, I felt, the guys are probably you know they just need a new project. He could, first Sunday on he was, like I'm front row worshiping again, and I was like, oh no, I can't. I was just emotionally everything. I was struggling even with, with my relationship to God, feeling he's not seeing me, he's not fulfilling my wish of being a mom, and um. But being reminded of even the start of our relationship, it's not our fulfillment, like you said so well, um, Mac. It's about the fruit and what God has given us of knowing 
even though we're going through this very crazy pain of not knowing, we even felt like we're never going to be parents with the season of, uh, we, we even stopped with another, uh, with church planting because we felt we're not capable of anymore. So it was almost like giving our dreams to God. And it was so good because it was freeing as well. It's not us. We have to make it happen. God is actually going to, he wants to give us things and do it through us. But also being reminded it's the higher calling. It's the more that we actually can have with him, which helps us to take steps towards each other again. So like struggling with at this time of, yes, he grieved different than I did, but we both lost like the one daughter she lived for a couple of minutes and we both grieved our children and we both grieved of the future we thought we're going to have and it's not going to happen with these um, children. Or after in other areas afterwards, it's um, like you said now too, it's working together, um, coming together for we a team it's like you have to leave your pain. You have to leave your disappointment or the anger. And because there's this Jesus who is so much for you, that's why you can leave your own emotions behind. And that's why you can become stronger together again, even though you you function so differently. I love that. Yeah, yeah I felt like on our side as well, it was like when we would, um, how do we get on the same page? It's a question I want to ask you, you know, in, in the process of all those challenges that you went through what, what did that practically look like and what on our side of the of the um, story it looked like we would spend time and I felt like if, if like if we're sitting across from each other and just looking at each other and talking to each other that's one thing that it's your pain against my pain it's your struggle against my struggle and all that kind of stuff but if we sort of turn our perspective towards God and start just opening up our hearts and our minds to what he wants to do in our in our lives and through this situation all of a sudden we get a little bit closer and it's not it's not about how you feel something should happen or not happen it's about what god wants and what god's saying and how how can we hear him and how can we you know uh, act on what he says how was it for your for you guys yeah it, i think you know anytime you know if i'm counseling a, a couple and and they're not getting along and, you know, maybe circumstances are bad and it's causing some conflict and all that. One of the first things I'm going to go back to is, hey, let's look at the foundation. Let's look at the foundational habits, the foundational. Are, are you staying grounded in, uh, in your relationship with God? Are you having that? You know, I, I don't like calling it quiet time. I call it daily encounter. Are you having that daily encounter with God? Because I don't have I don't just want to have quiet time. I want to have an encounter with God. So okay. is the Holy Spirit speaking to me? You know, it, it, and so if the Holy Spirit speaking to me and the Holy Spirit speaking to her, he's not going to put us on separate pages. Yeah. You know, uh, you know we were talking about fruit while ago, you know, that we want to be fruitful. Well, fruitful is not just something that, that, that comes out of you. It's something that's produced in you as well. There's the yeah. fruit of the spirit. And so when, 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 uh, when, when we say we want to be fruitful, it's, it's fruitful in inside our character as well as what comes out as well. And so if, if the Holy Spirit's producing fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control inside me and her at the same time, we're not going to get too far off the, you know, the different pages over, over time. But then uh, also, are we staying grounded in our marital habits? 
you know, are we, are we talking and communicating every day? You know, we try to go for a walk every day. We're together. How was your day? How was your day? You know, what God say to you in, in your time with him today? You know, what's God, what's the freshest thing God's doing in your spirit? That type of thing. How have you heard from the kids today? You know, just daily communication and then weekly regular, you know, uh, dating type of, of habits as well. If those foundational habits are there, it's, it's more likely going to keep you on the same page. But yeah. if, if all of a sudden we're not getting along, the first thing I got to look at is not what's the problem between us. How, how well are we keeping those foundational habits going? Yeah, that's so good. And being patient because, um, you know, we, we process differently. Yeah. And so if I'm yeah. not seeing immediate results in him and something, but I mean, I, I just, I need to take that to the Lord. I need to pray, God, open max eyes or whatever, vice versa. Um, usually I am the problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but being patient with them, but that is one of the found from the very beginning, uh, Mac and I made a commitment that we would spend every night, just he and I talking by walk, going on a walk, you know, being outdoors. Um, and so from our children, they will tell you, they remember every single night that was a routine because we would get out of the house, walk, just things come out. You just able to, um, it was just help, helped us. Stay connected. There were even yeah. times that the weather would be bad. And so he and I would go, to the bedroom and my kids knew for 15 minutes we were going to have time just together and even after the children were all gone out of the house it was just the two of us we were empty nesters we soon found that we had stopped that habit and we were like wait a minute gosh I feel so distant from you mm -hmm. and because we were both in the same in that same house all day long together we really weren't together because I was doing my thing. He was doing his thing. Mm -hmm. So physically we were close to each other and we just got out of the habit and we just thought, you know what? Now more than ever, do we need to get back to those daily walks yeah. in the evening, talking about our day, even though we were in the same room together. Cause yeah. it, 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 in, in the empty nest stage, you can mistake proximity for intimacy. Yeah, that's good. And, and 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 it's it's not the same, but nobody told us that. And yeah. so we were we were literally living in a one bedroom apartment in Alpharetta. Yeah. So we were always right next to each other, but then we begin to recognize, whoa, something something's off and it's because we mistook uh, proximity for intimacy. Yeah. Watching you both, you are so intentional. Like even you could say very clearly your, your callings, your ministry, um, but also how you can separate that using the intentionally investing in your children and grandkids and creating this environment where they, where they are welcomed and feel home and feel safe and um, get some rest. But also you, Mac, it's when you do leadership development, you help with church planting and other churches, but even you coming home, being intentional, it's like, Oh, it's not just my rest. Now I'm going to put my grandpa head on or like you having those times together as a couple. Have you always been so intentional or was there a shift in your relationship where you realize if we have those patterns like you talked about, this actually would help 
and give us more. And it's not just bound. You, you could look at it, oh, it's just a task list. Now I'm the granddad, I'm now the husband. But it feels like around you, it's filled with life, even though it's all those different things you're doing. Have you always been so intentional or how did you figure out it's something actually that blesses us more? Yeah, no, no. I, I think for me, um, I, you know, when we were parenting our three, I love playing with them. I was creative with them, you know, all those sort of things. But work was a priority for me more than more than uh, more than it should have been. And so I was I was a workaholic. And so, uh, you know, the, the I think it the kids suffered because of that, you know, and and they they adapted, you know, but uh, we would play together. We'd have fun. I'd be creative, but I just didn't. I don't know. But then when we had grandkids, I was like, OK, I want long term impact in their life. I don't want short-term impact. I want, I want, and so you'll know, uh, you might notice in the videos I make for the grandkids, it's, it's called Memory Maker Productions. And because the whole reason I do those videos is I, I, and, and all the activities we do is we wanna create memories. And if we can value what they value and they value fun, and they value high touch, high connection at this age, fortunately. Yeah. If we value what they value and build deep memories around that, then that leads to deeper connectivity. With the deeper the connectivity, the more the receptivity and the more the long-term credibility. And so it, it's highly intentional in the sense of, I want these kids to, I never want them to forget how much fun they had with us, how much we yeah. love them, how much we got on their level and did the things that they love to do. What do they want to do? They want to play. So you know what? I'm going to play hard with them. And uh, like Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah, you got to do things. That's then all of a sudden they're in the Pokemon cards. I looked at her. I said, all right, go buy me a bunch of Pokemon cards. I got to learn Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, you know, I want to connect. You know, I want to connect with them because that's going to have a long-term payoff. It'd be so easy. I think so easy for granddads to go. All right, I, I've, I've hugged your neck. Now y'all go play. Y'all go away. Go play. I got to talk yeah. to the adults. Yeah. And, um, man, you just lose an opportunity when you do that. I, I remember when Bree was in um, upper upper grades in high school. I knew only a couple more years with her being home, she was the baby. Mm -hmm. And every day she'd come home, we would go on the back porch and swing and talk mm -hmm. about her day. And those were her roughest years. Yeah. She was struggling so hard in school. And we would sit and just talk and talk, even though some of the, there was some tough conversations. Um, and I just remembered that bread intimacy in our relationship. And I mean, she is to this day, she's my best girlfriend and her and Brittany. And um, I just think it comes from that, just that deep connection of us just talking and um, me not judging. She could say anything. Some of the things I would just wish she wouldn't have told me, you know, mm -hmm. but not having uh, expression, but just, 
taking it in and listening. But anyway, um, but we're believing that investing in our grandkids today is going to keep us connected when they become teenagers. Um, our oldest is seven. So we're still in that fun age. But um, Sherry Surratt just told me a couple weeks ago, I said, because her grandkids are older. And I said, Sherry, tell me, give me some wisdom for this next season with our grandkids. And she gave me some great ideas and how things will have to change and shift because they're going to get older. And um, I mean, I took it to heart. We took, we have talked about some of the things that she shared. And, but I do believe that it will pay off. And oh, so, so here, here's one of the, the, the other reason we do this is every time we play with our grandkids and we do something investing our grandkids like that, we're investing in our grandkids' grandkids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, we're literally yeah. teaching them how to be parents, how to be grandparents through, through the power of modeling. And uh, th this is one of our verses, uh, Psalm 78, verse uh, 5 and 6. He, he commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children, to teach the word of God to the children. So the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, and they yep. in turn will teach their own children. And so yep. you're, you're making a deposit in the legacy of yep. your name. And, yep. and so that's, a, that's another important reason. I love that. I love that. And it also goes into your whole flow of developing people, just your heart for people and all that kind of stuff. And I love that because uh, most, a lot of our listeners, when we talk about legacy, usually we understand financial legacy, building a financial legacy, which can be, um, you know, uh, used throughout the generations, which is important, which is great. But I really love the way that you're putting a twist on that and you're saying, well, legacy, look, look at the legacy I'm building by how I'm investing my heart, my feelings, my thoughts, my, my time, my energy uh, into my, my children's children. And uh, it's going to last for generations. I, I love that. That's awesome. And we tend to do not what we're taught. We tend to do that which has been modeled for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Told to us. And that, that's why many people struggle as parents or why many people struggle in marriage. They had a bad role model. And yeah. if you did, that's unfortunate, but you can, you can reverse that DNA that's been deposited in your brain. You can yeah. reverse that. It takes work, time, and effort in finding replacement models that, that you can work towards. But man, I mean, I really feel like we're teaching our grandkids how to parent their kids by doing what we're, we're doing with them and uh, leaving a, a kingdom legacy, not just a financial legacy. I love that you said that. Yes, that's awesome. How much is like investing in your grandkids and other kids even strengthening your own marriage? Oh, mm. Gosh, because we do it together. It's something that we are, Mac and I, even though our temperaments are a lot alike, we're very different. Um, in our, what would you call it? Preferences or, yeah. Well, you styles. know, he's just, he's just so into I'm the building and what he does with his ministry. And I'm on the home front, just um, anyway, very different. But that we have the common, 
common that we want to have fun with our grandkids and it's brought us closer together because mm-hmm. we're sharing ideas. We do it together. Um, yeah, she'll say, hey, I want to do a Valentine's tea party for the grandkids. And so <laughs> she'll cook and she'll put the tea, she'll do all that. And then, you know, I, I, I'll help whatever I can, but, you know, I'll, I'll video it and, and turn it into a video that, you know, keeps it as a legacy reminder. But then I'll say, hey, I want I want to do I want to take the grandkids to go see Globetrotters. And, you know, she jumps in, buys the tickets and, you know, helps all those arrangements. And so we just we're always going back and forth. I'll have an idea one time. She'll have an idea next time. And just um, and and there, there, there are times we just we'll sit here. We're planning something to do with the grandkids. And I'll be laughing my head off. Oh my gosh, I got an idea. I can't wait to do this. This is going to be hilarious. It's going to be so <laughs> I love this, you know, and uh, it's just, it's fun doing it together. It goes back to, um, <clears throat> we have shared values. Yeah. So it's, it's one of the things that is a high on our value list. And so, you know, for those that are not married, it's important that when you, are wondering if this person is the one that shared values have Mm -hmm. got to be a core thing to consider because that at the end of the day that can I believe make it or break it and because that is something we're both very passionate about even though the delivery of that is very different the two of us um it's a shared value and so if yeah. one of us says, has an idea or says, hey, you want to get the kids, whatever, the other one's like, yeah, or, you know. It's so important because, you know, values, I, I, instead of core values, I like to call them core behaviors because values express themselves in your behaviors. And so, you know, if somebody's not married and you're wondering what is their values, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Because yeah. their, their values are exhibited through their behavior. They may be verbalizing certain values, but if they're not visibly demonstrating those values, those aren't their values. And so, uh, you know, it's it's really settling on what are our core values that, that we're united on. Those things can keep you navigating uh, forward together in a much smoother path. Well, this has been an absolute amazing conversation with the lakes. It's been so good to hear about all the different stages in your relationship and how you've been able to, um, you know, invest in your children, in your grandchildren, invest in each other, how you've been able to uh, make it work as a couple. What have been some of your takeaways? Well, first, I can't wait to become grandparents. (laughs) I'm sure like all the listeners, like let's, let's, even the encouragement with maybe things weren't as ideal with just the children or just without the children yet, but there's always a new season coming where we can start over again and and invest. Mm -hmm. The big takeaway is the whole identity in Jesus that you both had and then coming together and saying, hey, together we're stronger. And that's why we always can leave my brokenness, my disappointment, my need of, but I'm going to look out for for you again so together we can live out the values that we actually both have. It's not the comparing of who is right or wrong in that. It's actually how can we take an active step towards each other and then find all the fun in doing it, which fuels your own relationship again. Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's the Bible verse that keeps coming back is letting go of what was and pressing on to what will be. Uh, as Paul says, and I just feel like 
in every in every stadium of your life you know you've you've taken the past and you know what was meant what was bad you've turned it into good and you press on to the to the next thing that god's called you to and that's just so encouraging to know that there's always you know a next step there's always a new frontier that god wants you to to take and and god wants to build his kingdom through you and sometimes you know a lot of our listeners as well will look into their marriage and look to the to the past and they'll see you know mistakes that they've made they'll see uh things that have that they wish were different and uh, such an encouragement to take what we've learned from the past and really uh, invest in the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, just because you're empty nesters, it doesn't stop, right? It just keeps on going. That's awesome. Right. Would you take a minute uh, and just pray for us, uh, Mac or Cindy, whoever wants to pray, just pray for us and pray for our listeners and for their relationships. Mm. Father, thank you so much for this time with uh, Tim and Rebecca. God, I thank you for this ministry they have to so many couples. Uh, Father, we thank you for the gift of marriage. Um, We thank you, God, that you have a vision for marriage, uh, not just in general, but you have a vision for each couple's marriage. And Father, I pray that uh, as they listen to this episode and previous episodes and episodes to come, that as they sit under the ministry of Tim and Rebecca, that uh, the vision for their marriage will become more and more clear, and the passion for that vision will become uh, just uh, white hot for each couple. And so, uh, God, uh, we are just so thankful that uh, we don't have to do marriage alone, but that your Holy Spirit Uh, lives within us, and your Holy Spirit unites us, and your Holy Spirit shapes us and teaches us the fruit of the Spirit, produces in us the fruit of the Spirit, so that we might love each other uh, as as Jesus loves. And so, Father, we just pray that for each couple, that that they would learn to love each other with the love of Christ, and that uh, their marriages will become the full expression of what you have called them to be. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Wow. So if uh, some of our listeners want to connect with you, um, how is the best way, which is the best way to get in contact with you? Um, Cindy Lake 20 on Instagram. Cindy Lake 20 on Instagram. And uh, uh, I think mine's just Mac Lake, M-A-C-L-A-K-E on uh, on instagram is a great way to to reach us as well that's awesome and if uh, a pastor a leader a church is listening in uh, they can go to uh, multiplygroup.org and uh, all of mac lake's resources can be found there awesome thank you thank you so much we love you very much love you thank you all thank you for tuning in to the unstoppable duo show We pray that you were encouraged and were able to take away an idea of how your marriage can become a little more unstoppable this week. Are you looking for more? Twice a year, Rebecca and Tim coach a small number of couples through their 90-day Unstoppable Breakthrough Experience. Why not join them and create the marriage you always believed was possible? Go to theunstoppableduo.com and register today. We look forward to seeing you next week right here on the Unstoppable Duo Show.